0: Are you ready? Yes. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Movie Grouch and Fanboy Podcast. My name is Bex. I am a big old movie grouch. And here with me is everybody's favourite fanboy. It's Blake. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Right, thank you. Jolly good. This is quite exciting for us because we're uh, recording this on new software. We're recording this on Descript, which is pretty exciting. I've been playing around with it uh, all weekend. It's pretty cool. If you've not listened to us before, you're very welcome. And you've stumbled across the podcast that takes a movie that I, Mrs. Movie Grouch, hello, have avoided watching for very stupid reasons. We have a watch of the film. We have a chat about the film. We find out whether my reasons are valid or whether they're just a big old bag of shite. And then we record that chat for your Listening Entertainment. Before we get into this episode's film, we have a chat about stuff that we've been watching because uh, very often we watch things separately. Um, and just to make sure that we're not sleeping on anything, we have a chat about what we've been watching. So, Blake, tell me what you've been watching, son.
1: I'm trying to think. I watched um, Beast this week with Aegis Elba. Okay. It's like Jules with a lion. Basically,
2: okay.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: it was fine. Oh, it just was funny, isn't he? He does some really, really cool stuff and but, then some real dross.
1: You see, it wasn't like dross, but it was just like it's just, just a bit predictable and a bit dull. Okay, really. Um, that's about it. I've watched Master Chess back, The Professionals, which yeah, I kind of have a love to hate. It's one, like, I don't sort of know, really know why I watch it. I find it quite annoying and stuff, but it's quite interesting to see to see it yeah. happen. Yeah, Um which is weird because it's narrated by Stewieon Pertwee. Oh
0: yeah, it is.
1: So I was a little bit like watching Equilibrium. Was a little bit like
0: <laughs>
1: this is like a weird MasterChef <laughs> <laughs> narration. <laughs> like if it had gone all a bit dark.
0: Yeah, that's true. So that's
1: quite interesting. Um, what else have I watched? That's probably it, really. Just a bit of sport. I've been watching Drink Masters on Netflix. I've only got one episode of that left. Um, some NBA, as always, some NFL. That's it really? Nothing major, major.
0: Cool. What about you? Uh, not, not a lot. I started The Office with my mum, which was just a bit of a nightmare because she kept getting up and walking about um i now know how you feel when you try and get me to watch anything and it's really annoying and i'm stopping that immediately yeah not a lot i did catch a bit of the rugby world cup on saturday the morning. ladies the, lady, final. the women's final yeah. which was a phenomenal game it was new zealand versus england and new zealand won and they were very worthy winners um it was sad that sad that england didn't do it but um it was such a good game and uh yeah they don't they don't mess about so i was like whoa serious shit definitely uh yes that's about it really not much cool so last week's we had a really really long chat about everything that we've been watching ever and this week not much yeah we have got quite a lot to watch though new series of the crown is out yeah now
1: we've not watched Cable Car yet no and we've got to finish house of dragon
0: yeah and we've not even started on the rings of power
1: no which apparently takes a while to get into its yes game. and there's andor which is apparently yes. really good which is a new style series there's a lot of content to lot. hatch up on but we'll find some time i'm sure
0: yeah, for sure we will right so let's move on then What did we watch this episode?
1: And um, we watched 2000 Equilibrium.
0: Yes, we did.
1: Have you got a synopsis, please?
0: In an oppressive future where all forms of feeling are illegal, a man in charge of enforcing the law rises to overthrow the system and state.
3: Hmm.
1: Interesting.
0: I'm also going to put in there as well that Matrix was made in, or The Matrix was made in 1999.
1: <laughs> yes um, so it scores on IMDB this is 7.3 that's
0: quite high I think yeah I
1: know Rotten Tomatoes critic score 40% so it's not fresh I don't think audience score 81% so the audience like this
2: which yeah. is interesting what do
0: they know uh,
1: one funny bad review silly premise a society wouldn't be subjected to these strictures so the whole movie was based on something silly <laughs> this is someone that's obviously quite smitten with um Christian Bale. Christian Bale at his hottest, absolute God. If the metaverse allows me to be with this version of him for eternity, I'm in.
0: Oh, really? So that's not
1: even a review of the film. No, it's not. That's just uh, that's some lass saying...
0: It might not be a girl.
1: Uh, it probably is. It is uh, Christian Bale at his hottest. It's just a fan, fangirling, isn't it, of his sexual nature.
0: Wow, what's fangirling like?
1: Over Christian Bale as well. Mm. I don't yeah. see it myself. Like, great actor, but I don't understand, I don't think he's an attractive man in that sense. Okay. But, he's not like movie star good looking, is he?
0: But he is a movie star.
1: He is a movie star. Yeah. This is true. Okay. What stopped you from seeing this movie in the past?
0: Um. So I really liked The Matrix and I thought it would be a shit rip off.
1: Oh, nice. What was your preconceived idea away from that idea that you were... Christ.
0: it would be a shit rip off of the matrix
1: no. <laughs> so cool question three talk us through the a scene and setup, up
0: please okay so the film opens with a powerpoint presentation about how shit life is in the early 21st century newsflash we know we're alive and it doesn't seem to be getting much better does it We're told that a third world war broke out and the effect of it was so devastating that civilization would not have survived any further conflict. So see, in the future, we are still not bothered about climate change. A new society is created that is free from conflict. Anything that stimulates an emotional response is banned and all citizens of Libria, which is the city the film is set in, are dosed with a drug called prosium, which keeps everyone on an even emotional keel. Should be pointed out that the drug is known as Equilibrium by the distribution centres, although I'm not sure how clear that point was made in the movie, because that little gem comes courtesy of IMDb. Libria is governed by the Tetragrammaton Council. Who came up with that name? Who? The Transformers. And the head of the council is the father. No one ever sees him, and he appears in a hologram form in a box in, like, the square, um, and on TV. Order and conformity is achieved through a police state and the Grammaton clerics are the highest level of law enforcement within the city. They are trained in the martial art of gun Kata, which is meant to sound and look cool, but it's the reason I wrote utterly ridiculous in caps in my notes and started laughing quite a lot five minutes into the film. Wait up, though! Sean Bean is in this film! By now, we all know what that means, so don't get too attached. And his character is called Errol Partridge, which is one of the most ridiculous names I've ever heard. Who would be frightened of Errol Partridge? No one. So during a raid of Resistance members in the Nethers, which are the ruins of the cities destroyed during World War III, Partridge takes a copy of Yeats's poetry on the pretense that he'll hand it in himself. Yeah, okay. Preston, he's the protagonist and he's played by Christian Bale, discovers that Partridge didn't hand in shock horror and finds, himself, finds him in the nethers reading poetry in an old church or somewhere and shoots him through the book, which is quite cool for a few seconds. So we learn at some point in this light opening gambit that Preston's wife died and left him with two kids. I say died, she was killed for sense offences and was burnt alive, which is what Liberia do with the women that experience emotions. Improved society. My arse.
1: Well, it's not just women. They burn everyone.
0: Well, we only saw the women getting burnt, didn't we? No, they
1: sent that geezer down, didn't they? Who? In the little thing. That
0: (laughs) That was a dream. Was it? Yeah.
1: Okay. It's that not but it it, like, it's not just women. They burn everyone because they all, all shoot everyone. It's women. not a sexist thing.
0: You say that, but only the women that felt the emotions were burnt in the film.
1: Well, women are more emotional than men.
0: Like, I know you're joking.
1: Well, you don't have to put that in, do you? You leave that out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it for the first bit.
1: Okay, cool. What else would you like to say?
0: Um, so, I thought it was quite reminiscent. Obviously, it's reminiscent of The Matrix um, and it's reminiscent of The Raid. I would say both are better films. So, watch yeah, both are better films. I very much enjoyed Christian, Christian Bale's eyebrows because, depending oh, on man. how <laughs> yeah, they were, they? <laughs> I thought that.
1: I was like, well, yeah. this is before guys started creaming, I think, isn't it? And it well, I break like...
0: that down and I was like, oh, he's just going to be like, he's just being silly. But it obviously was. Well, I,
1: noticed, I noticed them like they're so massive.
0: Well, they were depending on how they were lit. And he's like, the one thing I will say about Christian Bell, he's got a very symmetrical mouth. Right. So okay. when he speaks, it's like, it's quite pleasing to watch because it's. That's
1: why he makes it makes such a good Batman. Because it's all it mouth, must isn't be, it? Yeah. It's all mouth. It must
0: be. It must be. All mouth. Um, But that character, John Preston, is it John Preston?
1: Oh, yeah, Preston. It is John yeah,
0: Preston, yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I'm getting confused with, because um, John Preston is Big's name in Sex and the City. He's violent and emotionally closed down for most of the film, so he's just Batman in a different suit, isn't <laughs> he? <laughs> nice. So when they burn the Mona Lisa, the flame guys are in suits, but Preston isn't. Why is that? Like, the fire's not going to just not get to the middle guy, is it? It's going to take everybody. So yeah, if the true. flame guys are in suits, why aren't you? Does Sean Bean ever do a different accent? Because Christian Bell is English, isn't he? He's British.
1: He's Welsh. Um, he's Welsh. Yeah, he's Rimey. Welsh, I believe. Well, he, he was born in Wales, as far as I know.
0: So he's British He's British. He's then. British.
1: Yeah, but he's a fucking. He's a great actor. Like, there's no denying that about Christian Bale. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So, what was the question? Does Sean Bean ever do it? No. 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 He just does Sheffield, and that's it.
0: Which, like, it's Which not is criticism, fine, no. but it's quite weird when you've got somebody that is a British or Welsh actor, yeah. and they're doing an American accent, and yeah, then you've got Sean yeah. Bean who's kind that's of... True. But I have to give Sean Bean credit. At, like, at least he doesn't do... Or Ray Winston. Ray Winston or Aidan Quinn. It's
1: the, yeah, it's...
0: Like, I'd much rather hear yeah. somebody doing their accent, yeah, yeah. because that's all they can do, yeah, rather yeah. than trying to do another accent really badly, or going yeah. like, all around the British Isles or wherever.
3: Yeah, that's true.
0: I think it's worth saying, like, I did find the film a bit silly. But also, like, bits of it were actually quite good.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that as well, because I feel the same after watching it again. I would like to say that, I'm so this did come out, like you say, just after The Matrix, and there were, like, a lot of comparisons. This is clearly inspired by The Matrix. But what I do remember is what now looks really bad at the time Was really cool in terms of the gun cutter.
0: Well, but that that
1: is aged quite badly.
0: So it had like a comic book feel to it.
1: To a point, yeah, I guess it did.
0: And to the best of my knowledge, not that I I, like—I read a little bit of like graphic fiction, graphic novels, but not a huge amount. But to the best of my knowledge, it's not a graphic novel originally. As far as I know, I could be wrong. And like the gun cutter actually did. It made sense, and it was quite a good premise, but it needed to be explained it's just aged better. It's badly as well. Because that first scene where he's shooting, he just looks like... Like if it was in a comedy film, with him sort of waving his arms around. Like it the way that he rather, killed and they, yeah. jumped, they they kind of like fell away was brilliant. And it was so yeah. well lit. Like it was a really good scene, but it was just ruined by the...
1: silliness of him. Doing, waving your arm waving around. His arms around like a yeah yeah but it
0: does actually it kind of makes sense why they would do that yeah i guess um, so so i felt like you know that this the setup and like the nethers which i read some of this was shot in berlin oh nice which actually makes a lot of sense because it cool. did kind of look yeah, like yeah some of the leftover stasi buildings and stuff mm. that we saw it did kind of have that feel to it but the Nethers were really gothic and really well portrayed.
1: Well, what what I a... felt as well, like when they when you when they shot the Nethers, was, there was like a just, I'm going to call it a dystopian filter. Mm. It did look yeah like it end of day, like it, was... like it was done. It like so whatever, however they lit it or shot yeah, that it was, it was, it was very great. good.
0: It was great, um, and like the lighting, I think the way that they lit various scenes and and they played with light was really clever. Some shots had like a Hitchcockian feel to them. Particularly, there was one where I think he goes to see Dupont in like the council buildings, and it's almost like the like just the shadow on the floor is is really beautiful, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of North by Northwest. Nice. Um, when he when you like scene where you see him escaping from the yeah. building and he's getting yeah. in a trying to get in a cab. So, I've been quite flippant about this and quite silly i do think there were elements that i enjoyed and elements that were done well um but at this point i did kind of say like i wasn't sure how well realized the story is good elements but i don't know how well it will be delivered overall it doesn't look like it will be at this point mm,
3: Okay,
2: my cool.
0: takeaway from the beginning
1: okay middle story up plot development
0: okay so as Partridge is dead, Preston has a new partner, and he is terrifying.
1: He's pretty moody.
0: Yeah. So his new partner is called Brant, and he's played superbly by Tay Diggs. Um, And he's very, very intense. So the two new frenemies head off to raid a house belonging to Mary O'Brien, who's played by Emily Watson. Mary feels stuff, and you can tell this because she's wearing makeup, she looks very ethereal, and she's got lovely hair. During the raid, Preston finds her stash of art and music and books, all a bit overwhelming with the feels. This escalates, though, and he starts showing a worrying amount of emotion when he stops a puppy from being executed. And I have got a note here that says animal murder again. Really? Because every film, like a large portion of the films that you make me watch have some something happen with happening with animals. I don't really find Christian Bale that attractive, but I could have been interested during that scene. The minute he got his hands on that dog, I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> I'm so predictable. So during a visit to the nethers with the pup, Preston has to kill a fuck ton of policemen. And then Brandt starts to get suspicious when he sees him rearranging his desk. It's ironic that this is what causes the suspicion, because if he'd paid a bit more attention at Mary O'Brien's house, he'd have seen Preston having like a full-on breakdown over classical music. Preston, who has clearly forgotten how the society he lives in works, refuses to execute resistance members, which further raises suspicions for Brant. And as a result of this, Preston is summoned to vice Council DuPont, and
2: I think he might be something to do with Lycra. Do you get that reference? Is that funny?
3: It's pretty specific.
0: Well, I think DuPont make Lycra, don't they? So Preston claims that he's trying to infiltrate the resistance in order to squash it. DuPont claims that there are rumours of a cleric who is trying to join the resistance and Preston agrees to find the traitor. Preston goes back to see Mary O'Brien who, according to the, uh, the, like, the visual effects, is being held in an underwater prison. Preston suspects her of having links with the resistance and after he realises that she knew Errol Partridge, Preston goes to meet dangerous Brian, who I have to explain the reference. So, Dangerous Brian was a character played by a comedian called Brian Connolly. And he used on to have a, a Saturday
1: night TV yeah, show, didn't
0: he? Yeah, when we were kids, like, Saturday night telly was the shit in the UK. You had, like, Noel's House Passes. Russ Abbott. Russ Abbott. Russ Abbott's show, Russ yeah.
1: Russ Abbott's
0: show. He, I used to work at a golf club when he came and, in once. And then, yeah, Billy Connolly. Billy, uh, Billy Connolly? Brian, Brian Connolly. Brian Connolly. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Gladiators. <laughs> yeah. All the hits.
1: All the hits.
0: So to see Brian Connolly, who is like a like
1: Generation Game, as on Saturdays.
0: Blake is, Blake has a special affinity with a Generation Game. Yeah, <laughs> I think one of his first crushes was Rosemary Ford. <laughs> he's quite he's quite taken with Rosemary Ford. I don't know
1: what I'd do if I'd meet her, you know. Don't lose my shit. Like, would oh my you god! You're far too old for me when I was a child, but
0: I think we did look at a picture and you were like, "Yeah, she's still got it." <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think, you
1: were yeah yeah
0: yeah like he was famous in the uk but no one would have known what he was like or who he no, no one no, would have known no who chance, he was outside no of chance. the uk no and obviously if you're listening to this the chances are if you're in the uk you're of a certain age and you're You'll know Brian is. but if you're outside of the uk listening to this it's so random seeing like a minor celebrity that not many people would know who he is, turn up in a Well, it's
1: like I mean, movie. It's, it's like when, I've probably told this story before, it's like when I went to see Blade 2.
0: Oh, when Luke Goss was in it?
1: No, Danny, um, I was going to Johnny the Dan Jules. Danny Dan Jules is in it. He comes in and he's got a like full black suit on, head mask. He takes his hat off and the, you could hear the audience audibly in the cinema go, huh?
0: But like Danny John Jules, like, I'm fairly sure... Because he's like a dancer and, and yeah, like, he's like super talented. but it was talented. just so random.
1: Like, it's it's the same when he turned up in fucking equilibrium. Like, I didn't even clock it until
0: today. Until I did, So, yeah. yeah. Brian Connolly, yeah. he used to do this character called Dangerous Brian and Dangerous Brian was supposed to be like a stuntman and he just did this thing. Oh, just Google Dangerous Brian, Brian Connolly. It was the bit that I just used to be in hysterics. We'll try this, and find so some
1: funny. on Instagram and Maybe post it on our account.
0: Yeah, we'll see if we can find some. Yeah. Just in case anyone's interested.
1: It was, I remember it being hilarious.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so Preston goes to meet Dangerous Brian, who leads him to the Resistance. He agrees to assassinate the father. This will allow the Resistance to blow up the prosium factories, which will bring down the dodecahedron council. Against advice from the Resistance, he watches Mary O'Brien's execution and has a breakdown in full view of people in a guard with a gun. And ends up being arrested by Brant. And that's the middle section. Is this sounding too polished?
1: No, it's good. Okay. Well, uh... You
0: didn't laugh at any of the funny bits.
1: Okay, sorry, I didn't really
3: Be funnier. Rude. Uh, anything else?
0: Yeah, so I think he has like a dream, doesn't he? And he wakes up. All sweaty. Uh, all sweaty. Like, who gets sweaty arms? Yeah,
3: you sweat from your arm, yeah,
0: definitely. like armpits, but not in my arms. I think my arms. arms have never been sweaty. Mm. I couldn't help thinking that the bit with the dog, like when he had the dog in the boot and it was being really quiet, I was like, there is no fucking way that dog would be that quiet. So I was quite glad when it made a noise. Um, but yeah, I quite enjoyed the scene with Christian Bale and the puppy.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, that 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 made me happy. That's good. Um.
1: I'm, I'll let him
0: know. <laughs> I think, so I've got a note here that like, would the red ribbon from Mary not get checked back in? When he went to look at her, like her evidentiary stuff. Mm. Given that that society is so strictly controlled with uh, like art. and Why wouldn't they check? The hawks. Like, yeah, surely they would check. And yeah. left me so high up that they don't need to bother. I think I this film know.
1: is
3: full of uh, little continuity
0: Yes. Yeah. There
2: was also um, a funny squeak in the music.
0: Yeah, it was like Mm. a really weird, really weird squeak in the music that was really off putting. Mm. Okay. So I found that quite odd. Mm. When he went to visit Sean Bean as well, like he'd been dead a while, would Sean Bean not be a bit gooey by that point?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're
0: a bit like blue.
1: Again, I was thinking, so another continuity slash plot hole is how much time has elapsed? Because yeah, he's just on a table, like chilling, dead, obviously. But and he's going to visit him, and I'm like, oh, was this a day? Like, what the fuck? Like, like, they didn't really give you. You don't get a clear sense of no the timeline of events at all.
0: I have got a note that like. Just when you think things couldn't get any more bonkers, Brian Connolly did turn up in it. I just was like, the fuck is, what is this film? And I think the death of the women was quite romanticized.
1: I think that's for emotional, like, to give it some emotional weight, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And something I've just thought of that I'm going to add. So you take this drug that suppresses your emotions. Mm. You forget to take one dose. Like, within an hour or so, you're feeling stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. How crap is that drug? Like, because if I don't take...
1: Well, it's not every hour. No,
2: it's but
0: it's like, like morning and evening. Yeah. But, like, but... surely there's got to be a bit of overlay, if you you know, in case you forget to take a dose.
3: Hey, I don't know. I mean,
1: it. I guess it's like taking anything you got to take. It's like taking antibiotics. You've got to take a lot of it for to work. Yeah, I guess. Over a period of time.
0: I guess. Mm,
2: Yeah. I mean, it was, it,
0: I don't, I don't really know what I, what I feel about the middle. It, it was like the story developed at a good pace, I guess, but mm. the story was just a bit
2: dark. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Closing scenes and end of the movie.
2: Okay.
0: After Preston's arrested, Brant takes him back to DuPont, but Preston makes DuPont believe that Brant is the traitor. As a result of this, his home is searched, and he tears home to make sure the Hexagon Council don't find a stash of prosium. Oh no, his son, who is terrifying, has found it. Oh, wait up, though. He and his sister haven't been taking their prosium. They stopped when their mum was killed. Oh, so that's okay then. How disinterested is dad? Clearly very, because he's in the top of his field and he didn't notice that his own children weren't taking the prosium, but never mind. The Resistance have decided to turn themselves into Preston, who can then take them to DuPont. I still reckon he's something to do with Lycra. And he can then wangle an audience with the father. Preston gets a nice new fancy white suit to wear for his hot date with father. But hang on a minute. Brant and DuPont cooked all this up in order to trap Preston. Everyone knew about his sense offence. I mean, are we surprised? He has literally had more breakdowns than I've had in public and he ran about a bit in a society where everyone else walks. It's a dead giveaway. We find out that the father is not Sean Pertwee, but actually it's DuPont. The OG father died years ago and the head of the Octagon Council elected DuPont as the new head of state. Fortunately for Preston, he not only has a plan up his sleeve, but a couple of extra guns and kills everybody. He doesn't get blood on his suit until it's symbolic enough for him to do so, and he kills everyone quite easily, including DuPont, which seems a bit daft when gun cutter is a thing. Were only Preston and DuPont taught this martial art? Lib- Libria has a riot, his son is happy, his daughter and the puppy are safe, and Preston looks out of a window and does a bit of a smile. The end. Nice. You look really cross with me. No, I put a lot no, of effort into no, no. this today. Um,
1: <laughs> don't let him know that. I think the other time I'm you like- don't bother.
0: <laughs> oh, I do put a lot of effort in. But I like but but a lot
1: of effort in today...
0: No, but I... No, mean, I, I
1: just wing it.
0: But I, like, hyped it up and everything that's and on my laptop. I feel really professional. It's, it's
1: good. Just... It's very good. Go on, then. Talk about it.
0: If he was so good, why was he so shit?
3: Um, Because this is what they do in movies, isn't
1: it?
2: And I, like, surely... I think... Does he talk about it when
0: Brant is going off to be burnt? And he says... How does that How does that make you feel? And he says, well, the only thing that I feel is um, upset because I haven't met the father. And I was like, well, that's a feeling. Yeah. Like he feels disadvantaged or disgruntled or something. And I was like, but that's a feeling. Yeah,
1: it is a feeling.
0: How does that work? It doesn't, does it? It just doesn't work.
1: No, it's troublesome, isn't it?
0: It is troublesome. I don't think DuPont would be able to... F- fight that well
1: no probably not but he's the do leader he... so maybe he's like
0: maybe he invented yeah no he wouldn't have invented a gun would he no maybe whoever the og but he's obviously well
1: versed in the martial arts
0: yeah but he looks like he sits behind a desk all day and do you remember that episode of the simpsons where mr burns got a bit freaked out about germs and was like i'll take this bruce moose and yeah was in like a clinical thing yeah. i think he'd be like that because he just doesn't really see anybody does he
1: well, I don't know. We Popped don't Christian
0: know. Justin Bale, popping in his office yeah, every exactly. now and again.
1: There you go, that's it. And his guards. He has guards.
0: Yeah. So, he's a few buds. Maybe. Okay, maybe Maybe that's not a valid point then. Mm. The other thing as well is that when Preston runs in with the guns in the white suit and he's got a bit of blood on him and everybody's in the office, like doing...
1: Typing out the propaganda shit
0: probably. Or whatever it yeah. is they're doing out the double speak shit whatever they all run when they see him and I'm like well what has prompted them to run out Yeah, it must be because they are scared therefore Mm. they are feeling something
3: Mm.
1: so it's conflicted
0: yes it was it was but then like I say I still stand by that there are some elements that are done well I thought the music and the soundtrack was really good I think it could have been a little bit more cohesive
1: a lot more did you have a favourite character
0: my favourite character was John Preston.
1: Nice. Okay, cool. Any reason?
0: It's not one I'm proud of.
1: The dog. Okay, nice. <laughs> like,
0: it's bonkers, isn't it? Because Christian Bale, like, as Batman, he's fucking amazing. And then he makes a turkey like this, and I'm like...
1: Well, no. Like, this was way before he's the star he is now. he'd pr- oh, really? He, yeah. Batman's like the first one was two thousand and eight, I think. Right. Okay. And I don't know if he had done. Um... Shit. I'm trying to think of.
0: I'm not hundred percent like clear on his like his. Um, it was like, in my biography. head, and then it
1: was. American Psyche.
0: Oh, did he do this after this? Did he?
1: I don't know which was first.
0: Shall we find that out? Because that would be quite useful to know. I mean, just for the purpose of this podcast, I don't think anybody's going to ask us day-to-day. American Psycho, 2000. So this is... So this is after...
1: So this is after American Psycho.
0: Yeah, and he's fantastic in American Psycho. Yeah,
1: but this is before The Machinist, which is obviously like sort of what he sort of became known for in terms of acting, because he lost all that weight and got ill, uh, basically, didn't he? And then it's like pre-Batman, pre American Hustle, pre The Fighter, all, the, all of his bigger roles. So, yeah. Okay. Um, which is weird that he made American Psycho and then this was the one that followed, for sure.
2: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't, like, I don't feel that the acting was bad. I think his, the, the like, the little breakdowns are a little bit hammy, but I think he did very
0: well with what he had
3: yeah probably my favorite as well
0: although i do want to say a shout out actually to brant yeah i thought tay diggs was, was brilliant
1: yeah he was very very big. good he was, he was
0: really good really menacing yeah. and like you just didn't really know where you stood apart from the fact that he was like pure evil yes yeah. i know what i've seen tay diggs in yeah. I know what i've seen tay diggs in he's in Grey's anatomy oh okay for a couple of episodes when Madison goes to California. Okay, um, cool. And yeah. Nice. So that's, that's where I know him from. That's cool.
1: Cool. Uh, did you have a worse character?
0: I think DuPont. Um, I, I, I don't really think they did very much with... I think the problem was having a society where you can't feel makes everything just a bit subdued. So even like Emily Watson, who did feel like her character, Mary O'Brien, like when she did feel, she didn't really feel
2: and it didn't look like it wasn't how you would expect somebody who can feel to respond. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: So I think DuPont was, he yeah, was all right. Be interesting to know where where it was in Emily Watson's career as well because she's made some fab stuff. Mm, like she's yeah. a lot like Christian Bell. She's really talented. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know really if I had a worse character. I think they will. I think Christian Bell was uh, Christian Bell and Tay Diggs were the standout for me. Yeah. And I think everybody else just kind bit of washy, was a bit. Washy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
3: think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, did you have a favorite scene?
2: Um, did I have a favourite scene?
0: I think I I like the action scenes, and and this is see this is where it's frustrating is because actually the Gun Cutter Star those fight scenes were really cool, mm. and my fact ties into the the fight scenes mm. like the fight scenes were genuinely really well choreographed, they were really well executed, and they looked really cool. It's just that first scene you're like. The fuck am I watching? This guy just wave a gun around his head and shoot people. What? What is? Yeah, what yeah. is this? Whereas actually, the ones in the later scenes were really well executed. I think mm. so. Um, I think that final scene, although it does have some drawbacks, you know, everybody else is supposed to be amazing, and you know, Dupont and Brant are like the future.
3: Yeah,
0: Brant gets killed very, very easily. Yeah, um, as does Dupont. Yeah, so. That ruined it slightly, but I did enjoy the the choreographed fight scenes.
1: Nice. I think my favourite scene is the, um, the bit where his son reveals that he's not been taking his uh, medicine. Just because I think, I just quite like that moment between them.
0: Um, also, that kid is like the best actor yeah, of them. Yeah,
1: he's really good. He was I, think, like... I think it's quite. A, it seems like quite a genuine moment. Yeah. And I thought it was quite sweet. And it was, like, totally a bit different to everything else. Yeah. I quite I like did, that.
0: Um, I did actually write down for the kid when he first saw him and he was, like, talking to him about um, having the oh uh, going to get his other dose. And he was talking about getting his other yeah. dose of Vamprosium. Um, and I was just, I, I did write down Kill It With Fire because that child was terrifying. Right. And I was yeah, just yeah. like, oh, my God, there's something non-natural about him. Yeah. But he's just an amazing actor. I feel very sad now for saying that. Sorry.
1: Did you have a worse scene?
0: I think uh, the scene where Mary and John Preston slide their hands over the desk. So when he goes to see <laughs> okay, her. Okay, yeah. Because I was just like, somebody would be fucking watching, wouldn't they? Well, Some there's a camera in watching. the room Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah someone would be able to watch and then you know in a society where they've outlawed emotions they're going to have a camera that can see the whole room yeah. not just you know from the shoulder yeah, above. yeah
1: of course I think for me it's the that the bit where he slides at the first gun scene because I was watching it and I was like I heard you laugh and I thought if I picked a stinker because I was like I thought it was better than this <laughs> but Yeah.
0: I'm really glad. I know. I think it's good because I was really worried. All the films that we've watched since we've come back from our break, I've really quite enjoyed. Yeah, And this was the first one. I was getting a bit worried. I was like, we're going to have to rename the podcast. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So I'm quite glad that this has been a bit stinky because I have been able to flex my grouchy muscles again. Yeah, definitely. Can I just add to that? That first scene, I think the bit that lets it down is him firing the gun. The way that the people fall away when they've been shot is beautifully lit.
3: Okay. And really, yeah, yeah. like,
0: it's almost, like, it's so well shot, it's almost like that animated. I thought that okay, was cool, that was genius. And then looking back and seeing him kind of just wave the gun around, I was like, no, this ruins it.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. I think it's it, pretty shit. Director's other work. Uh, Kurt Wimmer. He's only directed four other films. Um, he did, a, I think he did a remake of Children of the Corn.
0: Okay, I in haven't seen porn. and control. he
1: did another film called Ultraviolet that I've heard of.
0: Oh, is that with Charlize Theron?
1: I think so. Yeah. I vaguely remember. It. I remember it being pretty shit. Um, but as a producer and a writer, you're likely he was. He, I think he produced and wrote. Um, law-abiding citizen.
2: Oh, for fuck's
0: sake! That explains a lot.
1: Um, but but equally. Another good one that he's been uh, writing and producing on, I think, of both was uh, Thomas Crown Affair.
0: Oh, I love that film! It's a
1: great little movie. Yes, yeah,
0: so good. And
1: then, like an average one, was Salt, which is like a spy it. thriller that. with Angelina Jolie, which is half decent. Like it's not awful, it's, got it's not Gen- great.
0: McAvoy in as well.
1: No, that's Wanted. You're thinking. Oh, okay. Of. Um, and then another bad one: the remake of Total Recall. So, yeah, funny funny little stuff he's been is involved that, in.
0: That one's Colin Farrell and yeah. Kate Beckinsale where yes. they talk into the hand. It's
1: really shit. It's not yeah. very good at all. I mean, the first one's not great, but it's kind of got like this nostalgic Schwarzenegger love about it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, so interesting then. So the one that he does really well is The Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah. And what else did you say?
1: Salt, which is like a spy thriller, which is half decent.
0: So maybe, ironically, like obviously the Thomas Crown affair has quite a big emotional story through it to Salt.
1: Well, I guess so do, do do so I think Salt was based on a book where the lead was originally a male character. Obviously they cast right, Angelina okay. Jolie in that role. Um I, the emotional bit in that is like her she's got a family and stuff that she has to fucking okay. bin off and try and escape from people trying to catch her. Right. So I guess so, but it's probably like a bit of an undertone more than anything else.
0: Because I, I think like Thomas Grant Affair, that whole, the interplay between Rene Rousseau and um,
1: Pierce, Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan's characters yeah. are
0: fantastic. Mm. And I think, I just think that's, that's like a perfect... If you haven't seen it and you're looking for a perfect Sunday afternoon film, that is the one to get a pot of tea. Also, a go. bit
1: sexy as well. It's quite it a sexy a film sexy. as well. Like yeah. it's got and it's like it's a good crime caper, well acted. Yeah, it's a good film. It's I like, like Dennis it. Leary in it as well. Hasn't yeah, it? Dennis is cool. Yep. do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. wicked. Um, so yeah, that's him. Um, score and soundtrack. I quite like the soundtrack. I thought it was decent. For the type of film that is. I don't mean it's as good as The Matrix, which is obviously, again, comparable. Yes. But I thought it was pretty cool. I think it's quite nice.
0: So, I have quite a lot to say on this.
1: I'm going and Go. I
0: I'll would. i back. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Bits of it were done really well. I really liked the fact that classical music was so sort of prominent in it. And then I really liked the like the harder I, I don't know what kind of music is it's like techno kind of tech
1: le- techno electronica type shit yeah I kind yeah. of
0: like that sort of stuff as well. However, they did jar quite badly I thought because you would sort of go from like classical and then you would go right into the the other stuff mm. and I think that could have been managed better um, a bit
1: more a bit more cohesive
0: a little bit more cohesive and uh, one film that i really really love is plunkett and McLean. right partly because johnny lee miller is in yeah. it yeah but also because the soundtrack is fucking amazing right okay and that was released in 1999 by and the soundtracks by craig armstrong but that is a really good example of mixing two completely different genres because it pulls a lot of like classical elements and mixes it with kind of like more sort of house beat driven music i don't know if i sound really old here but that's what i'm going with um and i think actually if you give craig i would like to see the soundtrack done by craig armstrong okay because i think he would have done a really great job cool. with it All Right, fair enough <laughs> this is where you told me that the soundtrack composes craig armstrong isn't it <laughs>
1: No, I actually don't know. I didn't look it up.
0: Uh, music is composed by Klaus Badelt. Yes. Oh uh, no, I think Ultraviolet is M-
2: Mila Jovovich.
3: Oh, okay. Mm. All right, cool.
0: Yeah, but you also did the music for that,
3: right? Oh, okay, that makes sense.
0: Be interesting to see what Ultraviolet's like. We can off watch the back it. Yeah, I would be quite interested to see that.
1: Oh, awards. It didn't win any awards, as far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, Yeah. Okay. Fact.
0: So, there's two reasons why I like this fact. Go on Despite popular belief, absolutely no wires were used in the film at all. All of the gravity-defying stunts were done through conventional means. For example, the backflip off of the motorcycle was done with a trampoline. So that made me laugh because like conventional means to me means just somebody just jumping up around and doing their stuff. Jumping around, like,
1: yeah, like a child. You're telling
0: me that people, you know, who can backflip off a motorbike have got a trampoline yeah. there all the time. Nice. And the trampoline, that made me laugh. Oh, very cool. But it is also quite, co- it, yeah, that is that is quite a cool. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Cool fact.
1: Old school. Yeah. I like that. they kept it old school. Uh, Did you fall asleep?
0: Multiple times, I had to rewatch bits of it. I had to watch a rewatch about 20 minutes you, yeah,
1: this you, morning. You missed ending 20 minutes last yeah, night, and did. you had to watch it this morning.
0: I did actually at one point, I woke up from with your face <laughs> pretty much in mind, just going, The kids weren't taking the prosium. And I was like, Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> that doesn't really make any difference to me because I'm going straight back to yeah. sleep.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, well. Uh, well, your pretension is correct.
0: No, it was a shit rip off of The Matrix in nineteen You
1: four. It'd shout. Would you watch it again? I think I'm done with this so I don't need to see it again. Um it's
0: well, I, I think it's second, third I would. Third
1: time I've watched it. I
0: think I would. But I gotta be honest, I'm probably watching it for Christian Bale right, okay. because Christian Bale's like a funny it's not like it's not somebody that I find really attractive, but actually if I watch enough of him I'm like like, if he asked me out on a date, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Um <laughs> right, right, then, give it a go, yeah, see what happens. a little pop, shall we? Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I would watch it again, but it cool. would be for, it would be the same way that I watch This Means War. <laughs> for Tom Hardy.
1: For Tom Hardy.
0: I'm right. so sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry, everybody. Objectification is not cool. That's
1: Tom Hardy and Chris Pine, right?
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of Christmas no
1: that's fine, that's fine i don't I don't really care um right, final thoughts
0: um I think that there are elements of this film that are done really well. I think the lighting, the set design, and the music, although I would like to have seen the the music handled or the scoring soundtrack handled by somebody else, I think actually it's got a lot it has got a lot of positives nice um. There are elements that just don't deliver, and I think it's a shame for Tay Diggs. I really feel like this film kind of under, like let him down, let a, him little down a little bit because he. But it was a bit of was a hit
1: at the time, though. I think it did right and like it had a lot of fans and whatnot.
0: Yeah, but you know, oh, okay, maybe I'm being a bit too harsh then. But I do think Tay Diggs was was fantastic. Um, I think if it was a bit longer it might have been better executed
3: no okay
2: and i think i think we could have gone
0: into a little bit more detail which would have given i think it just would have would have added to the story okay. like for example i think if the gun cutter stuff had been explained from the beginning yeah and maybe like if you'd seen john preston's rise up through the ranks you would have known Mm-hmm. like you could have seen him getting trained in the gun cutter stuff and then when the gun cutter is like introduced you're not like what the fuck is this shit
1: yeah okay like yeah this film is massively flawed yeah in many ways it's got some core cool elements it's got some good performances but it's not yeah Miss all right that's kind of what i think for the minute
0: i kind of think it's a shame because i think it's a good concept for a movie and i think had it oh yeah like, for
1: sure the only, I think, the thing is, like, just open films. Like, we've had much better films made since, like *Children of Men*. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and it handles the subject really well. It's fucking. You, it proper feels bleak. Yeah. But it has an element of hope running through it, and it feel you you feel genuine threat for the people in the movie, and it's a completely different tone, but it's much but as it as a dystopian type type film it's much much better.
0: Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think for me if you're talking like dystopian stuff I would like to see a shit hot remake of 1984. Yeah. Which I kind of think like I'm like surely somebody's got that in the works. Probably. Some but surely be quite a poignant a, time. Yeah, it would it would be. Yeah. It would be. And I and it, it it's terrifying. It's not like I saw someone like a t shirt that said like nineteen eighty four is not a blueprint. Which is always <laughs> it's it's a good thing to remember. Yeah. Um and like the other dystopian Weirdly, which has been on the radio and I've been listening to a radio drama because as we all know, Nana Movie Grouch loves her radio dramas. Yes, yeah, she um Day of the Triffids. Oh cool. And I yeah, I like to
1: see a TV a new version of that,
0: that that book is fucking bleak, mm. like absolutely horrific in parts. Yeah. And I just think that would actually be a really great, It'd be cool. Yeah, particularly with things like climate change and yeah. um, like kind of you know we know the power of nature. I think it could be a really good, really cool. good version out there to be
1: yeah. made. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, nice.
1: Cool. Mm, um, score out of ten then.
0: I'm going to go five.
1: Okay. Four.
0: I think, I was thinking about a six. I think like it just
2: because of for what it's, it's done. I think it's below
1: average for me. Okay. An average being five.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to go with five. Nice. I'm going to go with five. I stick, cool. I stick by it.
1: Well, that's it then. That's all there is on that film.
2: That's all she wrote. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: And do you feel a bit sad?
3: No, not sad. No.
2: Because, like, what was the one that you watched?
0: Like, you don't feel like Last of the Mohicans.
1: Not all Highlander.
0: All Highlander.
2: No.
1: No. No, because I didn't have such a strong love for these. We, yeah, we ought weirdly. to
0: apologise. Uh, the um, I was very excited because an Archer's podcast Instagram account followed us, The Cider Shed, Um and then they they found our post about Highlander. They were they were contacting us and saying, this is just unacceptable. So yeah, we're really like sorry. It, aren't they? they do, they do. Uh so we're really sorry. Um and I think it's worth pointing out that like, what the fuck do we know? We're just two two goons with a microphone yeah, to exactly. be asked to do this. Our so. opinion isn't right. No, not necessarily. I'll remind you of that next time we have a row.
1: Well it depends well, next I'll go down that robber. <laughs>
0: Okay, so that is it for Equilibrium. If you have enjoyed this episode, please, please, please give us um, a rating and a review. Like I said last time, we're a little bit low on reviews. We're um, struggling to kind of get them at the moment. If you've listened to the episode and you've enjoyed it, please leave us a rating and a review. Um, It helps other people find the show and it kind of just... Helps us know that, you know, we're on the right track and we're doing all the right stuff. If you want to find us on the socials, you can find us on the gram. We are Movie Grouch and Fanboy Pod, and that's and as in A N D, or we're on the book, and that's Movie Grouch and Fanboy, and the and is an ampersand, which is the squiggly thing that means and. I don't know why I set it up like this. It's a bit of a pain in the bum, and I'll see if I can uh, change it. So all that leaves us is what are we watching next time?
1: 1998. He got game.
2: What? Where's this film?
1: It's a Spike Lee movie. Oh, okay. Starring Denzel Washington. Ooh. Uh
2: Is that a, about basketball?
1: A young Mireya Yu. Oh. A young Rosario Dawson. Oh. And Ray Allen. Former NBA superstar Ray Allen.
0: Uh, oh. Is it about basketball? It is. Oh, but it's
1: cool. kind of that was the vehicle for the film of the for the story. It's also the whole soundtrack was done by Public Enemy as well.
0: This is very much a film for you, isn't
1: it? Don't know what you mean.
0: <laughs> it's got all it's Scott, like hip hop, basketball, all your favourite things.
1: It's also a well, I think it's a really good and really interesting movie. I think it's actually a really cool subject matter and it talks about a really, not talks, but it it's a really interesting father-son relationship okay. in the movie. So it's not about necessarily what the film is, but I think the, it's, I just think, yeah, it's a cool film and it's really interesting.
0: Okay. Well, I think you should stop talking about it now because otherwise we'll have nothing to talk about next time and I think you should go and cook my roast dinner. Okay, bye. Thank you very much for listening. We hope all is well with you. We hope you're in a good headspace and we hope that you're finding some kind of joy in what seems to be very crazy times. We will catch you on the flippity-flop. Thank you for listening. We love you. Bye.
1: Bye.